Hey guys, it's Ananya and welcome back to the Desi Reality. Today we have a very, very special guest here with us today and I'm going to let you guys hear who she is and tell her all about what she does all by herself. Hi guys, I'm Eamon. I'm actually a founder and CEO of Redo Makeup. I am very new to this, so it's still a very baby, I call it, company, but we're growing. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram if you're interested to follow along our journey. It's called Redo Makeup, and you would spell it as R-E-D-U-X Makeup. All right. Perfect. I follow it. You guys should follow it. I'm super excited to see what it becomes. And I hope you guys get more excited about the brand after listening to, you know, like the experiences and all mm -hmm. the heart that's gone into that brand. So <laughs> that's yes, that's true. It is um, a lot of like work that actually is true, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. All right. So kind of just jumping right into the first question. My first question for you is, obviously, being South Asian brings up a lot of different obstacles, especially when you want to pursue a creative pathway. As a South Asian aspiring to make an impact on the beauty community and other aspiring, aspiring creatives in the South Asian community, what does mental health specifically mean to you, especially, you know, with your initiative that you have? Yes, it's actually a really good question. I think it's very important. I mean, mental health itself is very important, but, you know, just being South Asian and coming from that background, it's, I feel like, a little bit more because no one really talks about it in our culture. You know, like our parents, they weren't raised, like, you know, no one really, I feel like, told them about or talked about mental health when they were growing up. So they never talked about mental health to us so um so like you know just being from this community I feel like it is a little bit more important because a lot of times you're going through something at home and your family would take it out of context or they just wouldn't understand what's going on mm -hmm. and a lot of times if you are a teenager you know like even you wouldn't understand you would think that you're just acting out or your parents would think you're being like you know um, they were just taken negatively. So I feel like it is important to talk about it and just be more aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, you being South Asian, how is that, how has that whole scope impacted the way you've created a vision for your makeup brand? Um, so, okay. So like, this is something I always wanted to do. Like, you know, um, it's just something I, as a child would always be like, Hey, I, cause I've always been into makeup and, you know, cosmetics and beauty. I love getting ready. I love shopping for makeup. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I feel like just being from South Asian community, like, you know, we have a lot of traditional pads that um, people take. And um, sometimes even if no one is like saying that on your face, you just sort of like, you know, indirectly get control I would say with the idea of taking the more traditional path so when I got into college and I started taking like full-time classes I automatically you know picked the science route and I was a biology major without even thinking about it twice I was like yeah bio I like it whatever and it was interesting like 
don't get me wrong. So um, I took it and I, I was like, yeah, I want to be a pre-dental. Pre I want to do dentistry. So I was a pre-dental and I took the courses. I enjoyed biology as well. Mm -hmm. But um, just like, you know, this thought of like, you know, having my own makeup line or being an entrepreneur or, you know, just business major in general, I always found it very intriguing and interesting. So I, um, but I mean, I got so busy with like school and courses. I didn't really get time to basically introspect and think if this is like exactly what I want to do, because I mean, it's interesting. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep on. Like, you know, I just kept on taking classes and I got busy with volunteering and everything. So, uh, but like, yeah, I feel like that's how it's, I mean, it's just, I don't think it's like people or culture forcing it, but I feel like that's how it's been for like, you know, Pat over the years. So mm -hmm. our brain is just like automatically system to like, you know, go that and take that traditional route. And we don't really fit and by ourselves and introspect and talk to ourselves and I feel like that is so important yeah I couldn't agree more I think we're all kind of put in this mindset of there's only two or three career paths that you can choose that are the ones that are you know logical or would make you successful in life and that's not the truth but I think a lot nope. of us are just under that impression and it yeah like if you honestly if you look into it there are so many interesting career paths um especially like you know if you're going to school here in the U.S. like there are so many different majors and so many career paths but we never find out about them because we're not even thinking in that direction we're always thinking about like you know those three or four traditional routes that we have so I feel like it is important to introspect and, you know, sit with yourself, spend time with yourself and ask yourself these questions. Um, Cause you know, we get so busy with our everyday lives that even we don't really get time to talk and ask these questions ourselves. Like if this is like exactly something I want to do or what I want to do, you know, because that also is a question in itself. Like no one really, always knows exactly what you want to do yeah well I'm so glad that you're pursuing something that's really been your calling for so long and I think that's amazing and I I obviously you know as much as I want it to be something that's not going to be hard for you to pursue I know it probably is especially because of the South Asian community so how has that pressure and stigma that we were talking about earlier affected you and your mental health as you were trying to you know bring that vision to life that you've always had Yes, definitely. So um, when I decided to not pursue pre-dentistry anymore and, you know, just like figure this out and see what to do, yeah. that was very like, I think that was last year. Um, and those months were actually one of the hardest years for me mentally because I usually describe it as being lost I was just so lost and I had no idea what I was doing so anytime uh, anyone would ask me like who's close to me like my brother I'm very close to him I, I would just be like I don't know like I don't know anything how I feel or what I'm doing with my life I'm just like you know lost like I don't really know so and I mean 
this is something which is very like mental so no one could really help you they can give you the perspective but it was just something i had to figure out by myself and that period was very like you know i guess hard mentally uh because i started working full time as a dental assistant and i applied to dental school um and i had gotten an interview and that was back in december and then january of 2022 started and i started working full time as a dental assistant mm-hmm. and i was waitlisted from dental school so i was like okay that's a good thing because if i had applied the following year in may that's when the application cycle is open i there's a really good chance that i would have gotten in cuz the second time applicants have just like better chance that's how the application works mm-hmm. um and i started working full time as a dental assistant and just um didn't really enjoy it as much as i thought i would and at first i tried convincing myself i was like you know what it's fine it's not that bad i'm not going to be the assistant i'm going to be the dentist i'm going to be working like you know like as a dentist as she is working cuz i would work with the dentist so mm-hmm. uh but no nope, nothing i just couldn't convince myself and i was like i don't i i don't want to do this like i don't think this is for me and i decided not to apply for that year mm-hmm. and that was the hardest decision but then i was like i told my parents my parents were like um okay but then what what do you want to do and i'm like <laughs> I, i don't know <laughs> and but then it took me i mean a lot of like you know thinking and and i was like you know why not just start with this project because this is literally something i would tell my friends and um even my peers like volunteering when i was a pre-dental that if i wasn't a pre-dental i would be i would have my own makeup line mm-hmm. so um i was like you know what why not just dabble into it i always thought that starting your uh startup or like a makeup line is up there and it's just so hard but then i was like you know why not just take the chance and go for it and then i started listening to so many podcasts and like you know so many startups and ceos and founders talking about it and that gave me a lot of courage to like you know just go for it mm-hmm. and here here i am i'm That's so exciting. I love that that's how your journey went. I love that you were always manifesting it behind your in in the back of your mind. You were always thinking about it and now, you know, you're yes. able to pursue it. I basically feel like, you know, like little things like oh, when my graphic designer and I like we work very closely mm-hmm. and then when she sends me like, you know, the pictures and the logo and the illustrations and when i get the samples from my lab i'm like oh my god this is like really happening when i registered my llc i'm like oh my god like you know it is actually happening this is crazy it's exciting it's very exciting i i mean i'm excited for you it seems like such a fun process Thanks. and i'm i'm so glad you're documenting it as well i think that's something that so many people you know really enjoy seeing and we don't see a lot of that documentation process of how the brand yeah. became a brand So yeah, to all the listeners listening in, I would strongly strongly recommend you guys go and follow the Instagram page because I think it would be really cool to see how the brand grows and evolves. Thank you. Yeah, uh yes, I do want to like talk about how the name came into because yeah. um I call it it is redo makeup and that's 
the whole idea behind it when it comes to the name. It is redoing it. So basically sort of inspired by my own personal like journey, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, how I had to like introspect and redo everything, uh, change the whole career path. Uh, so that's how the name sort of originated. It's called Redo Makeup, but we spell it as R-E-D-U-X. So a lot of people ask me, they're like, is it Redux? I'm like, well, that's how you would spell it, but it's called Redo. It's exactly like Glossier. Like it's, you know, like you would spell it as Glossier, but then you call it Glossier. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So the idea behind it oh I love it okay I was gonna ask you that eventually I was gonna I was very interested I I I like that I think that's really indicative of your story but it's also it also brings a very like classy and like beautiful kind of shiny touch to the name so I think it's a perfect balance of both thanks yeah it took so much like you know like just picking out the name Uh itself is like for me it was hard because I wanted it to be something which is like personal to me and like you know just my story so um because I would talk to my friends and they would be like hey just name it why are you giving it so much thought and I'm like yeah but you don't understand I want it to be something personal because this is literally my dream project I call it my dream project because I always wanted to do this just Mm -hmm. never had the courage to do it so for me, like, you know, it is a big deal. So it took me a while to figure out the whole name situation. But yes, it's called Redo Makeup. Yeah. So with that, you know, with that inspiration that you've always had, if you don't mind me asking, what inspired you at such a young age to really find your love for makeup? And do you think that, you know, any there was anything related to the lack of representation that we got in, you know, the industry? Did that affect anything at all as well? Yes. So, okay. So I come from the family where like my uh, grandmother, she was always like, you know, into getting ready and like, you know, she would put lipsticks on and stuff. And then my aunt was also in like, you know, a lot of makeup. She loved beauty stuff. My mom, like my aunt and my grandmother, they collected makeup and growing up I always saw them and I was just like you know so intrigued by it so as a little kid I would just like steal it and put it on my face all over my face like that was funny but so I feel like initially it was that and then um as I grew older so around like you know 14 15 that's when like YouTube community sort of like you know was growing at that time and there were so many like makeup gurus and all of that so I would watch them um because I like doing makeup and that they were basically teaching you how to do it and all of that so for me I was like interested automatically so I started watching them and following them so and then I started noticing that we didn't have a lot of South Asian or even like other races like other colored YouTubers back then um where I feel like even now we don't I mean we're just getting the awareness a little bit more but back then we just didn't have any and I would sort of want that because you know as a young girl watching it I wanted to relate with them too after a like you know certain time because at first I did enjoy watching them but then I was like hey but if there is someone who like you know is sort of like my shade then we can because they would tell you what shade foundation they're using so as a kid I would be like it's easier for me they would tell me what numbers I can go to the store and pick that up but we didn't have enough like colored makeup gurus I guess so um that sort of you know kind of inspired me into like 
hey, what if, you know, we have like something, some sort of representation, whether it's like in the form of a brand or like an influencer or something. Uh, and that would be so nice. Mm-hmm. I, I love that idea. And I think a lot of us grew up, you know, I would say personally, I also uh, I like doing makeup. I'm not great at it, but I like doing makeup and I learned how to do it using YouTube. I think a lot of us have. Yeah. And I think we, yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was just weird because I would do all these beauty hacks and say, why do I look so chalky? Why do I look so, why do I look so different? And then I realized it's, it's because like our skin is different and I don't know, I don't know one mainstream South Asian beauty content creator on YouTube at this time in the community exactly no you're right um even like even like you know like little makeup trends um uh, they would put a lot of bronzer but then for us we have to be sort of like you know careful and like it's just different makeup techniques and it all makes sense because we all are like different um colors so i feel like it's just like makeup itself is like an art that's what some people call it which i also do believe so there are like different techniques for different skin textures and colors and all of that so um having like not having enough influencers or the brands that are you know like catered to like us colored people i feel like was just like a little confusing for us and then we would start looking up to the brands that are not colored and then we would start questioning us that like you know it looks so good on them but when we do it on us we just look like you said chalky yeah. so why is that and i feel like sometimes that would also i guess you know like instigate that insecurity or something yeah. so i feel like it's just important to have more brands that are like you know for colored women like us and more color brands and influencers and all of that in the industry. Mm-hmm. I also, I also know you were talking about how you don't, you've taken, you have, you have a biology major and you've taken a lot of liking to not only makeup, but you also really liked, you know, your, re, your not your research, but your education in biology. And I think that's, that's something that you told me you were trying to bring into your brand as well to make it mm-hmm. sustainable and very yes. clean. So why are these goals for you as a brown, like a brand owner and you know tell tell us more about that and how that's going to play into your right definitely so um yes so like i said i have a background in science biology so i have my bachelor's and my master's in biology so i do enjoy it like i do find it very Mm -hmm. interesting so and when this idea came of like you know of finally starting the brand i wanted to incorporate my learnings into it and that's why it was so important for me to not just create a line, but also create something that would help or like, you know, your skin texture and that can help deal with the discoloration or hyperpigmentation. Because now I have the knowledge and now I know how to research for scientific papers because there are so many out there from different dermatologists and different and ingredients. So I wanted to do that because I wanted, I have the degree and I wanted to put that and I have, you know, like the bio, biological knowledge. So I wanted to put that in use mm-hmm. with this whole line. And, um, and that's why I wanted to create something which is like skincare and makeup. Mm-hmm. So you're not, because I would usually think like that if I'm putting makeup 
on, but then I know that it's not really helping my skin. And what if I'm like, you know, out and it's really hot and my pores open and it's getting in my pores and it's clogging my pores. Uh, so, and that's just a scary thought. I don't know, maybe because I just started like, you know, taking care of my health uh, a lot lately within like last two years. So I like, so for me, I would always think about it. So I, when I was like, you know, thinking of starting this line, I wanted to come out with ingredients that are off the skincare ingredients. So I know that, okay, I'm putting makeup on, but if it gets hot or if I'm like, you know, running or something, I know at the end of the day, it's not really harming my skin. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what was so important for me. And when it comes to the clean, vegan, cruelty-free line, um, I mean, we don't have a lot of uh, South Asian brands in the beauty industry anyways, but we also don't have a lot of clean and organic and like, you know, cruelty-free vegan brands. So I wanted to create something which is one of those brands. So, you know, so for... So we have one of the South Asian brands. I mean, now we are, we do have, so, I mean, I see a couple of brands that are um, basically catering for clean beauty, but I just think there is room for more and we still have a lot of gap to fill in. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm really glad that's something you're looking for because I personally think that that's a huge issue, especially for teenagers or, you know, especially for like, almost every age group. I feel like every age group has their own struggles with that. But I think especially teenagers who are, you know, struggling through acne or hormonal acne and things like that, something that, you know, putting on makeup that would only clog their pores, pores yeah. could cause so many. Definitely. No, I agree with you. And uh, like, you know, you would put it on and then you, cause I mean, I had my fair share as well. Like, you know, growing up, I would like break out and have like acne issues and that's completely normal. Like, you know, it's just part of like puberty and that's how hormones work. But um, sometimes people would be like, you know, our moms would be like, okay, stay away from makeup because it's just gonna like, you know, make it more inflamed and yeah. which makes sense. But so I wanted to create something that is not really harming your skin while you're wearing it. You know, you're still, still getting the moisture and hydration. And so I'm trying to like include ingredients like squalene and hyaluronic acid and licorice just to like, you know, fight the hyperpigmentation and keeps you more hydrated. So there are no like patchy dry spots while wearing that makeup. So that can like, you know, sort of, help both the cases mm -hmm. yeah I think that sounds that sounds really really great and I also know you know we were talking about earlier how there's kind of this gap that we've I think we've all kind of grown up with where there isn't that many products that are catered for colored skin tones so what kind of products do you plan on making in order to increase the inclusivity uh so definitely when you think about like you know products and different skin tones so you would automatically think about foundations and concealers because that's like the skin color and I agree with that um we we might be like I mean we will make them in future but I wanted to start with a very every because the line is uh the way I want to do it is I want it to be a very everyday sort of line so when I was thinking of what products to create I was like, okay, so what do I usually go for? If I have like three minutes or two minutes to get ready, what I would go for. So like, you know, like mascara, you would automatically think of that because then you can also use mascara 
for your eyebrows. So that would be like a two-in-one sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then you would maybe put on like a lip gloss or some blush to give yourself color. So I wanted it to be very everyday. So those would be our first like, you know, initial products that we plan to launch with. And then moving forward, we are planning to like, you know, obviously come up with other products like concealer and like skin tin, um, all of those. But and all these colors, like like I said, I talked about blush and lip colors mm-hmm. because even in them, like, um, you know, there are certain shades that match and complement our skin tones. And then there are some shades that you can't even see it if you would put it on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I want to create shades that are that would complement all like, you know, most of the skin tones. Uh, since I am like a long time makeup buyer, I have like a... I think I have like good understanding of the shades and I'm working like so closely with my lab here in Houston, Texas that um, I feel like, you know, I have a good understanding. So when I'm working, I can tell which one would look good on all the skin tones. So it's like, it's a South Asian, yes, it's a South Asian beauty makeup line, but I am creating products and shade, keeping all the skin tones in mind. So that includes like fair, light, dark, um, medium, you know, like our Asian, South Asian skin tone, so all of them. Mm-hmm. So even when it comes to your lip gloss or your blush, mm-hmm. uh, colored cosmetics. Yeah. So not just like the foundations and concealers, but also the color. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's certain undertones that just, you know, will exactly. look very good with certain skin tones and certain ethnic tones. So I'm really, really <laughs> excited for that. I think that'll be very, very exciting, especially since it's your first launch. I think it'll be great. Thanks. Yes, I'm so excited too. Um, it's just like, you know, behind the scenes is like so much work. Uh, but and that's why I wanted to create an Instagram page so early on. We do plan to launch next year, but I just wanted to create it so like you know we can share a little bit of behind the scenes of what's going on and like you know just a little bit because I know you can really put all of it there. But whatever I can, I want to share. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's going to be so good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm Thanks. excited. Yes. And of course, you know, making this brand and pursuing it in such a serious, you know, like you're committed to it. And now that you're mm-hmm. going down that pathway, have you, I guess this is a strange question, but has anyone in your community or society or anything been not supportive or, you know, put any pressure on you or, you know, ever tried to say it's not going to work out? All of that. Right. You know, it's a funny question, uh, and it's a good question, but um, so it's still very new. And when I started this, I didn't really want to tell people, especially people in the community and in my family. I mean, yes, my, my parents, like my immediate family and like, you know, my aunts and uncles at home, like they know that, but like, you know, distant community people and like distant family. I didn't want to talk about it, not because they would discourage me, but because of the reasons you mentioned, because you never know. Uh, Like, you know, when you say, hey, I want to start my makeup line, they would just like, you know, I didn't, I I was, I still am, I guess, afraid of the reaction, because for some people, it's a very like, you know, out of the box kind of thought. And for me, this is my baby. So I don't want to expose it to that thought, even though it's not going to discourage someone them to like because it's still very initial and I was like you know once it's closer to the launch date and everything I like you know it's gonna be out there anyways for the world to see 
But once we have our products in formulation, you know, like there's nothing to see as such. So I didn't really mention it to them mm-hmm. just because it is my baby and I want to keep it safe for now. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, that's very, very fair. Especially, you know, if you want to be that, if you want to work, you know, silently and then when you've gotten it and you're done and then you can, you know, yeah. bring it out there. And I think that's that's, they don't know you, like, you know, like they don't know me. They don't know how serious I am. They don't know how much money I've invested. They don't know like the little details. And so I don't want them to like, you know, think of it something which it's not or have these comments about it. Like, I feel like I'm very protective about this because it sort of is like my baby that I'm like, you know, uh, growing so I just like you know don't want to let it out I mean I'm I have met I would mention it to people but um I don't want to like go out there and let people uh, especially like you said in the community know and once it's out it's launched it's out it's launched but um for now uh I don't think you know like since my products are in formulation everything's like very behind the scenes so I wouldn't just want to go out and tell people that are not even talking about it so because of like you know the culture and the negative like you know you just never know yeah and I don't want to expose it to that yeah I think that that's extremely fair yeah yeah so so it is a good question and I did think about that and that's what yeah so that's why that's what I decided I discussed it with my family and they were like hey it's fine like you know you're working on it and um, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's going to turn out great. And I, I'm, I'm very excited to see what it becomes. Um, as we move on to our last question, I would just put it out there for you to uh, tell us, you know, is there anything else that you want us to know? Is there anything specifically um, that you want us to look out for? Anything like that? What would you like our listeners to know? So I haven't, um, I mean, I did talk about a little bit about my first launch product, but I haven't talked, announced the product yet. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let the listeners know that, um, yes, it's going to be something like, you know, everyday makeup use, but we have like our own little touch to it. So stay tuned for that. Um, uh, because like, you know, I said I did my market research and I thought that this like you know this one product is missing this one thing so we should just like you know maybe put them both together so I wish I could talk more but I would love for y'all to like you know stay tuned and because we haven't even announced the first product first launch product yet so once we're gonna announce that um y'all can see that um so yeah just stay tuned and we are planning to launch a summer of 2022 so yeah it's still like we have a little while but we just created the social media right now to like you know if someone wants to follow along and see how we created all this yeah i think it's gonna be great yeah i'm so excited to have had you on it was such an honor and i'm so excited to see where your brand goes i think it's gonna be something that's going to be revolutionary in its own way. And I'm so thank excited you. to see your, like, I'm no, so excited thank to see you the so much. And I'm so ex- like, you know, I'm so glad I was here and like, you know, thanks for having me. Of course. 
Um, but yeah, to all of our listeners listening in, be sure to uh, follow all the Instagrams that I will link in the post on uh, the Daisy Reality Instagram so you guys can just make sure to support the makeup brand. Um, and I'm so glad all of you guys listened in. I hope you guys consider pursuing um, or not pursuing, but following the page. And I also hope you guys consider pursuing whatever creative path pathway you'd like to pursue in the future, because I think this should be a pretty good sign that it all works out in the end, especially if you're passionate about it. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you to all of the listeners listening in. As you guys always know, I always say the same thing. Make sure to eat food, drink water, and take care of yourself because you deserve it. Always stay inspired and always do what comes to your heart. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and yeah, I hope all of you have an amazing day. Bye, guys.